It's been a while since I've had the chance to sit down and talk with one of America's most iconic success stories. Hi, this is Candy O'Terry. Welcome to the story behind her success. Cindy Stumpo has been paving the way for women in construction for decades. In fact, she founded America's first female-owned and operated construction and development company back in 1989. She got her general contractor's license at 23 and sold her first million-dollar home at 24 in an industry dominated by men. And she did it as a mom. She's the former star of HGTV's series, Tough as Nails, and she's the co-host with her daughter, Samantha, of the weekly radio show, Tough as Nails. But as her longtime friend and fan, I know she's also got a heart of gold. I started out by asking this trailblazer where she grew up and what life was like in her house. So I grew up on the North Shore of Boston, 14 years old, blizzard of 78. We moved to Newton. Talk about a culture shock, right? Went from going out the door, hanging on street corners with my friends. They moved me to Newton, and I'm like, how come there's no kids on any street corners? That was really hard. So what I did was I said, okay, you want to move me here? I'm going back to Nana and Papa's, which brought me to Revere, right? So it's like Revere, Peabody, Newton. And that's where I'd spend my weekends with my grandparents, down in Revere, down the Point of Pines. And there's three girls in me, right? There's that North Shore West Peabody girl. There's this Revere girl. And then there's, <laughs> the this, Revere New- girl? And then there's this Newton girl, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm trying to bring these, this girl all together. The greatest parents, you know, my father made the living. My mom was home taking care of kids. I'll never forget, I was probably around, I would say 10, 11 years old, around that age. I'd go into my father's closet and I'd find a briefcase, you know, an older briefcase, whatever. My mother would go, where are you going? School vacation. I'm going to work with daddy. So that was just me. Like, I didn't want to be home. I didn't want to be doing the things my mom did. I want to be doing the things that my dad did, right? I had a dad that... I don't know, I guess he was like the cool dad, right? The nightlife business, entertainment, that world of business. So when he said something to me, it resonated. He made a very big impact in my life. And with that being said, I wasn't the best student, but I had a brother that was a pure academia. So you got a brother two years ahead of you at school, and every teacher's going, oh, you're Craig Leonard's sister. This is going to be a great year. And I'm going, not lady. It isn't because I'm <laughs> nothing not like you. I not my brother. <laughs> not like my brother. But my father had a way of saying, listen, everybody's got their talents and you got yours. Okay? Trust me. We'll figure it out. We'll find it. And meanwhile, your brother that's so smart, he can't walk across the street without looking both ways. Like he's got no common sense and he's got no street in him. And that's what's going to get you to where you need to get to in life. And he just kept that confidence in me that when you find what you love to do, there's not anybody that's going to be better at it than you. Talk to me a little bit about your grandparents. What kind of an influence were they on your life? Because you escaped to their house, so you must have loved them dearly. My grandmother was in my TV show 10 years ago. She was such a strong personality, but love. I had a lot of love. I was spoiled with a lot of love. Did you know what you wanted to do with your life? You talked a little bit about your father saying, Cindy, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. When did you start to figure it out? You know, I used to come home, (laughs) I'm laughing, and I'd say, Dad, why do I have to dissect the smelly frog? And I got to pin the feet down and like, this is just not, I don't like this. And he's like, Cindy, can you just go to school tomorrow, please? And pin the frog down. Okay, and dissect the frog. He just do the teacher asked you to do. I'm not asking you to do any extra, but just, just do the basics. How's that? By my senior high school, he said, do me a favor, 
just graduate. I don't really care. I'm all done chasing the warning notices and you skipping school. And then my father gets a letter. Your daughter's in danger of graduating. She doesn't have enough gym credits. She didn't go to gym once. So now I, I, and they always send these warnings, like these letters right before school vacation, Christmas vacation. I'm like, oh God. I walk in the house, I look at his face. He goes, really? As he's holding a piece of paper. I only asked you to graduate. You couldn't pass gym? Who doesn't pass gym? So we end up working a deal out with the guidance counselor. Five periods of gym, four periods plus after school tennis. And that's how I graduated high school. But oh my God, you should have saw his face. And I walked and I went, oh God, I'm in trouble. What I do now? He saw the potential. He knew. He said, look it, you are good in business. You're good with people. And you figure stuff out faster than anybody else. But your biggest talent, Cindy, is you size up people so fast that they can't get a word in. You listen for about three, four minutes, and you know exactly where they're coming from. And there's your talent. Now, what do you want to do with it? And that's it. Next thing I know, I'm reading plans, doing design, and I'm out there in the construction world and development world. Remember, I just don't own a construction company. We are developers. We develop our own products. We develop for end users. We develop for developers. So we do commercial. We do residential. Let's talk about way back, though, when you first got started. And I know there's an incredible story that you once told me years ago about sitting for your contractor's license. You were 23 years old. That was the toughest day of my life. I just had given birth to Samantha. My professor, which was great, Professor DeMarco from Wentworth, he's like, look it, I'm picking you up from the hospital. Because I couldn't leave the hospital. Sammy had pneumonia. And I wasn't going to go home without her. So I got a day pass to leave the hospital. He took me. We went to this gymnasium with two, three hundred guys plus. And I finished my test and I got to walk this whole room full of guys and they're just looking at me and I'm the only girl in there, the only female, the only girl. I'm like, oh, this is like terrible. And then you have so many hours to do this test. And there were like 20 minutes left or maybe 30 minutes left of the test. And I got up and I handed the test in to the professor running the course. Oh, Miss Stumpo, I think you need to go back to your desk and take the last 20, 30 minutes, whatever, because you better take every minute that you have for this test. And I, I started to turn around. I went, yeah, if I turn around and sit back at that desk, I might change some of my answers. So I turned back around, took another two feet back to him. I said, listen, sir, I said, I'm done. And I don't want to go back to my desk. He gets up in front of all of these guys and says, you see those guys to the right? I said, yes. They're here for their second test. I said, okay. You see all the guys to the left, Cindy? They're here for their third time. And you see the guys way in the back? They're here for the fifth, sixth, seventh time. I don't know. Go back to your desk and take whatever. Now we got 15 minutes left. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm done. And I'm done. And I'm leaving. And I put it on his desk. I said, are you grading this, by the way? He's like, no. I went, thank God. Right? Because <laughs> you probably would have gave me an F. And as I'm walking out, I get a standing ovation from all those guys in that room. Wow. What and a, remember, I what just a had moment. Samantha, and I really couldn't walk that well, normal. I was going to say, how hard was it to sit down and take that test Very after hard. you just Very had a hard. baby? I mean, come on. Every woman listening to this show, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was that. <laughs> look, and I'm walking around jo- a job site pregnant with Samantha, right? So it was like, oh. you can't even make that up. Like, think about it. I'm 23 years old. And I'm walking, my first job out there, I'm pregnant with her. And I'm wobbling around a job site. And it gets better. It gets better because you were so successful. 
within a year, you had sold your first million dollar so home. So I went out and speculated between the age of 23, 24. So I turned 24 in June. Samantha was born in March. And in that year, the house was halfway built. And that sold. And it's another good story because I called my dad. I said, hey, smart you know, the house I'm building went under agreement. And he's like, really? I said, yep. And I have a no mortgage contingency on it. He goes, that's a done deal. The deal's done. Congratulations. I go, Dad, what's a no mortgage contingency? He goes, what? I go, what's a no mortgage contingency? He goes, wait a minute. You used the line and, and you told that to who? I go, told to the broker. How'd you say to the broker, Cindy? I said, well, we have a deal as long as, as it's a no mortgage contingency deal. And then you told your lawyer, yes, but you didn't ask anybody what it meant. I go, no, that's why I'm asking you. He goes, wait a minute. You used the best line ever, right? This is now... 35 years ago. Where did you learn that line? I said, well, it's kind of funny. When you were negotiating the house in Newton, I kept hearing you say, either take it or leave it. It's a no mortgage contingency deal. Deal's done. And my next offer is going to be less. And I remember you saying that when you were buying your building in one of your businesses. But you didn't know what it meant, Cindy. No, I didn't know what it meant. So you want to tell me, Dad? He goes, here's what it means. When the money goes down hard, which it did, it's all yours if they walk away. I'm like, thank you. Now I know what a no mortgage contingency deal is. <laughs> so well, see how you hear things? You say things? And, you don't even and know. you were listening the whole time. The whole way. See Stumpo Development. Is there a reason why you didn't have Cindy in the first name? Yeah, of course. I mean, we're going back to 1989. Who's going to hire a Cindy to build a house? Who's going to buy a house from a Cindy? So I just said, you know what? We'll keep it as C Stumpo Development. C could stand for anything. Charlie, Chucky, Cindy. I've been through everything that you can think of out here, but never with my men that worked with me. And I don't use the work for me. They work with me. These guys work with me every day. We're a family out here. I have two families. I've got my work family. I got lots of husbands, by the way. <laughs> God forbid somebody ever hurt me. They're dead. They're completely dead. They'll be hanging off roofs. But... It was the inspectors that made it tough for me. Whoever wore the badge, building inspectors, commissioners. And is that because they doubted your No, because they didn't make it in the field. And here came along me. So 89, 90, Black Monday was 87, right? The stock market crashed. 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, bad years. Those guys that were builders went under. They went in and worked in the inspectional departments. They went and got full-time jobs, insurance, so I had to get all these nutcases that didn't make it out there. And here's some young girl making out there. So the first was, let me dislike her. So yeah, the first year out there was, oh, she got lucky or she's never going to make it. Second year, she got lucky. She's still not going to make it. The third year, the fourth year, it was always bad. Always Let's go bad back time. to those early years for C. Stumpo development. Yeah. What do you think, when you look back on that, what were the highlights? What do you think was the key to your success early on? Because let's face it, you're also an entrepreneur. You're building a business. It's not the word I use. I've never called myself that word. I don't even like that word, but it's not a word I use. I don't use the word mindset. I'm a businesswoman. That's what I am. I'm a girl that started a business. Old-fashioned values I have. I've had them my whole life. Loyalty tenacity, and a burning desire to be successful. At the end of the day, the loyalty is the most important. I figured I could build this company based on knowledge and loyalty and taking care of people. And every once in a while, you won't get the loyalty back and that's okay. But most of the time you will. So as long as I paid my bills, C-Stump has been around 
for 36 years, and I'll say it with a lot of pride and honor, we have never been sued by an end user, a subcontractor, or a vendor that's unheard of for a building company. That means we keep a lot of people happy. There's no such thing as the perfect home or the perfect commercial building. But what there is, is the perfect person that goes back and fixes a problem when there needs to be fixed and not give you a taillight warranty. When you don't see my taillight anymore, your warranty's done. No such thing. You drive around Newton and Brookline on the residential division, they'll tell you, one year warranty, she comes back 10 years later, 15 years later. Never ever send a bill. It's the best form of advertising. So I did off old school values. How did you develop your own sense of style, Cindy, as a builder? Because you're known for creating opulent floor plans with impeccable attention to detail, but you're also creating a home. So how did you do that? How did you create that style? I'm I'm what you call a damn good design builder. My brain is very, very good at designing. I dress very simple. Blue, beige, white, black, right? You're never going to see me in color. You and I have matching flowers. jackets exactly. on today. But what you see me wearing is, is my color tone. My homes are the same. They're simple. They're elegant. They're not overdone. Certain areas might be. The walls are all one color. The trim is all one color. We get very glamorous in the, certain areas. The master bedroom, okay? The foyers. The foyers. Yes. My kitchens. My eye for detail, my eye for design has always been good even as a young girl. Most businesses, Cindy, are a slow build toward success. When did you know that you were on a trajectory, that you were really starting to go places? Based on money, I guess when I saw that first million dollars in the bank at probably about 25, I don't know, but success means different for different people. Money is not the drive here. I think the drive here was more I got into a business that people told me, you're not going to make it, right? The more you tell me I couldn't do something, the better I was going to be at it. How I know that I ran a successful company and built a successful company was watching Samantha step into it at the age of 24, she's 36, and now holding her general contractor's license and her being the second generation, only second generation female construction company in the world. And C. Stumper was the first construction company started by a female with no husband, no father, nobody in the business. So you can't take that away. So what am I the most proud of? Those two things. Did I see at some point in my life, okay, I've made it out here? No, see, making it's one point, but the hard part is can you sustain? So after you get there at the top of the ladder, now you get to sustain there. I couldn't just write the one greatest album. Right? I had to keep writing another great album. You had to keep writing number one songs. Exactly. So that's it. So sustaining. That's the hardest part. Absolutely. You can build a business and take it to the moon in three years, and you can be back down the ground two years after that. Along comes HGTV and the show Tough as Nails. And that's when I saw you on my television set, and I said to myself, I have to interview this woman. Tell me what that experience was if like for you. If I had a do-over, yeah. that's one thing I would have never done in my life. Why? I wasn't made for it. Now they need a female builder. They reach out to me. Okay, we sit down. We have some conversations. We end up getting together in a contract. I had a very good lawyer, thank God. Next thing you know, we're shooting a TV show, right? And I'm watching this TV show and I'm going, what are they doing? What is this? So it brought me back to, I was 46 when we taped that show. So it brought me back to the age of 23 out there. What you did is you took your first female builder and you made a drama show out of it and I was disgusted. 
and I walked. No regrets. Like I regretted that I did it. I'm nervous that I was going to hurt my own brand, but it didn't, thank God. They were paying a lot of money for an unknown. And the sponsorship money was starting to come in. I could have sold my soul and said, hey, you know what? I'll shoot two more seasons of this, make clean up, make all the sponsorship money. I wasn't going to do it. I, I wasn't going to sell my soul. I'd love to talk about how motherhood changed you. Well, I'll put you this way. The reason why Professor DeMarco came and picked me up from the hospital, because he was afraid. He said, once you have that baby, if I don't take you now, I want my first female student to be my female student to graduate and get her GC license. And he was right. If he didn't pick me up and take me that day, because the minute I put Samantha in my arms, the Cindy I knew was gone. You put that first baby in your arms and you're just like, holy, what is this, right? (laughs) So I'm glad Professor DeMarco did that for me. And then, thank God, I had my grandparents, my mother-in-law, and they were great. And because of them, I was able to build my career. It was crazy, but they were lucky. They had a lot of love in that house. I think we all, as parents, get a really easy one and we get a really (laughs) tough one. I don't think we get all easy ones, but he's got a heart of gold. He's my chat. That's why I call him right now. And he's who I need to pay attention to right now. And Samantha, nothing's going to stop that girl. Well, she's a real estate superstar. She's got her broker's license. I think she's doing over $100 million in sales consistently for the last few years. She's a builder. She wears two hats all day long. She's the apple that fell right close to the tree. The other apples in Switzerland, going to Germany, (laughs) going to Italy, going to Israel. I don't know, but that's it. You have been very honest about mental health issues for many, many years, like anxiety, like panic attacks. How have you dealt with this, Cindy? I'm still dealing with them, Candy. So I've had panic attacks since 26 years old. And the crazy part of mall is that when I was 26, I went to see this doctor. My mother goes, listen, we're going to go to the doctors. You can tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, right? If you want to get better. I said, okay. I went in there. The doctor said to me, I was 26. Have you ever been sexually abused? No. Physically? No. I then said to her, being me, could these be hormonal or genetic? And her answer to me was, not panic attacks. That's PTSD, Cindy. We have to find what's buried in the back of your head. I said, so my mother, my grandmother having panic attacks, you don't think there's no correlation. So we sat there for about 30 minutes. I said, okay, I'm out. She goes, excuse me. I said, I'm out. I don't think you know what you're talking about. I'm not a doctor, but you're not open for suggestion. And we can sit here and take an excavator to my brain and you're not going to find anything. No one's ever done anything bad to me to give me panic attacks. And I left and she called me, this doctor called me when I was on TV. Well, Cindy, I spent the last 20 years or whatever it was, 15, 18 years at the point, whenever she called me, studying hormones and genetics. And I was calling to apologize to you and tell you I was wrong. You were right at 26 and I was a doctor that was wrong. I live with them every day, Candy. I could have four a day, I can have two a day, I can have one a day. Most likely, I might go two days, especially through COVID and and all this estrogen, progesterone, testosterone loss. I have two, three a day and I have to fight those and I got to go right back to work. But I would tell you this, should I be where I am today with panic disorder? That answer would be absolutely not. Should I be an agoraphobic today? Absolutely yes. But you know what? 
no matter how bad those panic attacks were and are and will be, they're not going to stop me, not from being a mom and not stop me from building my businesses. You obviously have an unstoppable spirit and a rock solid work ethic. Again, I use that word burning desire. That's the word. Who instilled this drive in you? Me. Anybody else? I don't think so. I don't, I don't believe so. I believe I did that. What do you wish you knew when you first got started? Maybe on that day when you were sitting on that bench at 23, taking that exam. I wouldn't change anything, Candy. If I change one thing, I wouldn't be who I am today. And my company wouldn't be the company it is today. And I wouldn't be the mother I am today or the daughter or the granddaughter I've been. Because that's everything to me. I'm born under that cancer sign, Candy. We only care and love our family and our good friends. See, that's the difference is I have to put boundaries up with my hand because once I let you in there, I'm stuck with you for the rest of my life. <laughs> so once I love you, I love you forever. We want to make sure everybody else is good but ourselves. That's just how it rolls. You have always encouraged women to enter the trades. So if you could, can you talk to a young woman who might be listening to our show today and tell her why she should enter the trades? I always say the same thing. There's a big thing called Google out there. Find pictures of me for the last 20 years that are up there and use me as your poster child. The girl that has had panic attacks since 26 years old, the girl that gets stuck at red lights and can't move, the girl that's crying on the side of the road because she's got a fear that she's dying because a panic attack makes you feel like you're dying. And 23 years old, when it was only men out here, God, if I can't be your poster child and you can't look me in the eyes in a picture and realize that if I can do it, you can do it, then I don't know what to say. Your motto is grind it out. Where did that come from? That's all I do is I grind it out all day long. I thought I once owned a construction company and now own an adult daycare center. I'm a grinder. That's what I am. I grind. I'm a deal maker. I'm a deal junkie. You're a deal doer. Next three questions we ask Good. everybody who sits where you are. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? Oh, God, I'm an excavator. There's no obstacles in my, no, I go right over obstacles. <laughs> With a bulldozer? Right over, right over. <laughs> Nothing stopping me. Sometimes there's this big, massive rock in front of me, right? And I always just say, I just keep pushing that rock up that mountain. It's my best line. You're not a loser as long as you keep picking yourself up. You're a loser the day you don't pick yourself up, the day you quit on you. I don't quit on me, and I don't quit on people. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? And can you pass that along to our listeners today? I would have to say what my dad said to me, there is nothing you can't do. I don't know if that resonated with me at the time, and it might not resonate with people right now, but you have to have a good cheerleader. So I would say for any young girl that's just starting out, make sure you pick the right partner because that's really going to set the tone. And what is a marriage? It's a partnership. We both pick each other up when one of us is down. That's a marriage. That's a partnership. You're down. Let me be your backbone. I'm down. You be my backbone. It's having values. That's it. And a little old school values doesn't hurt anybody. So you young girls that don't have them, maybe you might want to learn some old school values from older women. Final question. Good. And Cindy, thank you so much for being on the story behind her success and spending this time with me today. Right now in this chapter of your life, what does success mean to you? Remember, Candy, I don't sit in a plush office all day. I'm in the field every day. My boots are on the ground every day. So I guess my boots will stay out here until I can't stay out here anymore. So as long as God keeps me healthy, then I'll be out here working. I live for today. 
and I worry about today. I can't control tomorrow, and yesterday's gone. That's how it is. Thank you so much for being our guest on The Story Behind Her Success. Cindy Stumpo, thank you. Thank you. Love you, Candy. I love you. And that's The Story Behind Her Success for this week. My thanks to Cindy Stumpo, founder of C. Stumpo Development, one of America's most iconic success stories. Check out her website and the gorgeous homes that she builds, cstumpodevelopment.com. Follow her on Instagram at Cindy Stumpo Builder. I'm always on the lookout for the next woman to profile. So if you know someone I should feature on the show, will you please let me know? Just go to my website, candyoterry.com. That's candy with a Y. O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. I'll have a new inspiring story for you next week. When we lift each other up, we all rise. What's your story? I can't wait to hear it.